0: So we're covering Bauri 19 today. And we continue on this theme of Asankh, the praise of the divine hukam. So, so far in the last two verses, we've seen the spectrum of humanity being described. We talked about the ones who meditate in a lot of different ways. The first verse was all about Asankh Puja, Asankh taptao asanka Garant, all the different ways of spiritual practice. Then the Barney moves to looking at the opposite end of the scale. And we looked at the idea of evil, ignorance, asanka Murak, blindness, and the core, Chor, Haram Core. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji throughout all of that is using that as a meditation. Infinity, the sheer variety of experiences, the sheer variety of lifestyles being created is what Guru Nanak Dev Ji reveres. And Guru Nanak, after describing all of those, puts himself at the lowest position and says, neech ka hai that of all of the people being described, I am the lowest. So the last two verses have just focused on the variety of people within creation. This verse now goes even further and doesn't limit itself to people but just looks at creation and the infinite ways that creation is manifest and all part of this continuing meditation on the idea of infinity. So the verse begins, Asankhanav, Naav, Tav. Nāv meaning names. Notice here how the spelling of Nāv doesn't have an ankar. So it's names, it's plural. Countless names, countless places. Asankh Nāv, Asankh So remember, we're talking about the creativity of hukam. Hukam continues to unfold, creation continues to expand and the number of beings that it has created and is creating is countless. Countless beings by countless names are sankanaav who live in countless different places. There is no limitation to where life can exist and where life can't exist. Life exists on land, in the sky, in the air, in the water, in the highest peaks of the mountains, in rock, in ice, in deserts. Countless different places do all of these countless beings exist in. And we can take the concept even further. So far we've only covered this concept of our universe. But for a long time, scientists have been debating this idea of the multiverse, of universes upon universes. When we talk about the Big Bang, that is just describing our universe. But our universe could be one of an infinite number of universes. And that idea is called the multiverse. So countless beings in countless places. Asankh Naav, Asankh So the idea of countless places being the universes that continue again and again and again. Guru Nanak Dev Ji already touched upon this idea when we talked about the the bull holding up the earth. And Guru Nanak says, "Tarti hor, pare hor, hor." So all of these are being supported by this one continuous hukam that's just supporting everything. Asank nav, countless names and countless places. Asank thav. Agam, agam, asank law. So agam means. Something that's unreachable. Something that is just beyond inaccessible. Guru says, Agam, Agam, Asankh, Law. The word law refers to Lok, which according to Hindu mythology are the several different layers of worlds. In Hindu mythology they've identified 14 worlds, 14 Lok, which are seven in the higher realms and seven in the lower realms. And based on your actions, based on the type of person you are, you may end up in one of these. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying that there are lands upon lands, realms upon realms, places far beyond our imagination, places far beyond our understanding, unreachable by humans, by thought, by action. Agam, agam. A law. So there aren't just fourteen worlds that Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying; there are countless worlds. We talked about this concept of law before as well. Sunya, deep law, patal So there, we talked about by entering into a state of sunya, you get an understanding of what. The different lands are, the different lok are, the different realms, whereby entering into a state of listening, listening to the Guru's instruction, listening to that w- voice within yourself, you get an understanding of the deep lo patal. But what that doesn't mean, and what Guru Nanak Dev Ji here confirms, it doesn't mean that you will know all of the deep, all of the law, all of the patal. You cannot know all of them because, remember, in Hindu mythology, there's the idea that you can calculate all of these, write them all down. And there are grants upon grants that try to list what these are and the qualities of them and how you enter them. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying, agam, agam. There are countless realms which are so unreachable so unfathomable, so unimaginable. And this is part of that infinite creation. So even though suniya deep lo patal means that you may know about these things, you can never know all of them. You can only have an appreciation for the vastness and the complexity of creation so guru nanak says rather than 14 there are countless asankh law asankh sir paar asankh kahe. by saying asankh by saying countless sir paar you bring burden on your head Now this is very interesting, in the last verse we heard Asankh Nindak Sirkare par. that the slanderers and the ones constantly gossiping, the ones constantly insulting others, those countless people who behave in that way, they put weight on their head, they carry burden on their head. But the ones who are simply appreciating the infinity of the universe Asank hai, why are they putting burden on their head? Why should they have that? We can understand the insulters, the slanderers. We can understand why they should do that because we talked about how slander itself is adding to your ego, and that is a burden that you place on you. But why asank gehe sirpar hoi? Just by saying limitless. And surely Guru Nanak Dev Ji here has been saying countless, countless, countless. Surely he then implies that he is also, just by saying this meditation, is adding weight and burden to his head. So what is being implied here, that there are so many that even the word countless is insufficient. It goes back to this idea that even by trying to attempt to say something, you fall short. We heard this idea when we were talking about the great state of manne. Manne ki gat jaye, piche Even by trying to describe, you regret. So here Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying, even though I'm saying there's infinite, even by trying to describe it in that way, even that is a limitation. So even trying to discuss this is a burden. Even trying to attempt a description of this is a burden. Even though Guru Nanak has said time and time again that you cannot be described, no description will be enough. Even the description of sunk, countless is a description nonetheless. That's why Guru Nanak Dev Ji says, "Asank ke hai par So this raises a really interesting question. If even saying infinity is limited, why say anything at all? Why bother? If even infinity as a mantra, asankh, as a way of meditating, as a way of appreciating, even that is not good enough, Why bother? We said at the beginning of these asankh verses that here Guru Nanak Dev Ji was trying to describe or demonstrate the method of using Gurbani as a meditation. So, so far we've seen all of Jepti Sahib trying to explain, trying to describe. But as soon as Guru Nanak Dev Ji Entered into this asank meditation. It is a trance like state that Guruji has entered. And we said that there was a significant shift in the tone of the Bani. So Guruji is using words as a method of meditation and he's showing how words and Bani can be the meditation. So it is, although as though Guru Nanak Dev Ji is being questioned here, that is your words effective is your use of manter and language remember Guru Nanak Dev Ji has already criticized some of the other techniques right at the beginning socha hove, hove, pukhya utri, se syanpa. he's already criticized different methods so it's almost as though the question is being thrown back at him well if Gurbani is your method if manter and words are your method you yourself acknowledge that your words are limited. Sir Guru Nanak Dev Ji answers this question. That within these words is the method of maintaining awareness. Remember what is the purpose that we're trying to do here. Remember the Mool mantra. There is this oneness. It does all, it creates all. It is beyond past, it is beyond future. And you understand it through the grace of the Guru. But what does the Guru give you? What is the Guru's technique? The Guru's technique is Naam. The Guru's technique is Shabad, is words. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying that if ultimately the goal is to remember and to be aware of this oneness all the time, words is the most effective way to do that. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji is responding to this idea that how can words be effective? If Guru Nanak Dev Ji told us right at the beginning, "Give satsiara hoye, give kure to paal." Hukam Guru Nanak says that hukam is his path. Hukam is what taram is based on. So if hukam is the taram of Nanak, then Shabad is the practice of Guru Nanak. Words are the method. Words are the religious practices. Words are our ceremonies. The way we demonstrate, the way we practice, the way Guru Nanak recommends, is through the use of words. And Guru Nanak Dev Ji now goes on to talk about words itself as a method. Guru says, "Akri naam, akri sala." Akri means, in Punjabi, we would say, "Akhar de rahi, de rahi." Through words. By using words. Akri Nam. By using words we find Nam. Because Nam, Mantar, Shabad is ultimately reliant on language, on words. So Akr means words, Akri means through words. Through words we find Naam, we get Naam. Akri Naam Akri sala. Through words we are able to praise. Even though God's infinity cannot be described, even though saying infinity excuse me, even though even though saying infinity is limited, we still need words because that's all we have. We need words so we can praise your name. We need words so we can sing your kirtan, sing your praises. So words here aren't being used to calculate the limits of God, as they have been done in the past. When Guru Nanak talks about Asankh Granth, Mukhaveda part. Countless scriptures have been written. Countless people are reciting these scriptures with their mouths. But those scriptures have also attempted to write the limit of God, the limit of creation. Guru Nanak Devji admits that here words aren't being used to limit or to quantify the divine, they're simply being used to praise the divine. They're being used for our benefit. You see, the divine doesn't need our words. God doesn't need our words. God doesn't need our prayers. God's been there for much longer than we've been around. What use are humans to the divine? A lot of people have this idea that God wants you to pray. God needs you to do your job properly God doesn't need anything the divine is you what is he going to take from you the divine has given everything to you what do you have to give back so the divine doesn't need your words we need the words we need Shabad so words are being used to liberate us to liberate the masses, not to quantify God, not to reach God in any way. So here Guru Nanak Devji is saying, Naam, we get Naam from these words. Akri Naam, Akri Sala. We get praise from these words. Akri Gyan, Gihit Gonagar. Here the word Gyan has and Ankar as well. We get the wisdom, the ultimate wisdom from these words. And we can sing songs. Geet, guna, ga. Songs can be sung. Singers are singing these songs of praise using words. If you didn't have these words, then how would you sing the praises? So Akri, words, gyan wisdom Geet means song it's plural so it means songs Gun is plural, doesn't have an anchor it means praises, virtues Gah means the ones who are singing, the singers are singing your praises your songs through these words and from that they get Gyan and singing alone isn't just something to keep us occupied. Within the song itself, we enter into the meditation. Within the words of the song itself, we get liberation. We hear in Gurbani, Loka jane ehe gita hai to vichar. People think that these are just songs, but this is the essence. Of the divine understanding. Lok jane hai. People think these are just songs. People think when you come to the Gurdwara, there's just kirtan going on. It isn't the kirtan, it isn't the music, it isn't the vajja, it isn't the tabla. It's the shabad. It's the vichar, it's the brahm gyan that's sitting there. That's what counts. So through words, your wisdom comes. Through words your praises are being sung. So, Akri Naam, Akri sala, Akri Gyan, Geet, Gunga. Akri Likhan, Bolan, Baan. So through these words, we get writing, and we get speaking. Likhan is the written word. Bolan is the spoken word. And Baan means Bani, language. So all languages are written and spoken using words. So Guruji again is highlighting how important words are for us. Akra sir sanjog vakaan. So instead of akri here, Guruji used akra, which means words. Sir sanjog. Sanjog means destiny. Sir means on our heads. Vakarn means to discuss. Through words, we can discuss the destinies that have been written on our heads. We can try and understand. We can do vichar on this. The knowledge of hukam can be shared through words. Now, this what we've covered in the last few lines is the most common translations that you will see of the last few words, of the last few sentences. Akri nam, Akri sala, Akri Gyan Gunga. As though Guru Nanak Dev Ji is trying to justify the use of words, that's the most common translation. There is a completely different way to translate these last few lines and this translation continues from the analogy of the continuous pen so remember before the Asankh asankshabhads in verse 16 we heard about sabna Likya vudi kalam sabna Likya vudi kalam everything is being written by this continuous pen And we also heard in the same verse, Gita pasau eko kavao. Tiste hui lak From one command, all of the creation expanded. From eko kavao. And then if we follow that line of thinking, that Guruji started with this idea of this continuous pen, and then in the last couple of verses, we've seen the asankh idea of Guruji just trying to talk about this continuous pen, then with that analogy, if we take akar not to mean the use of words, but the writing of words by that continuous pen, does that make sense? The continuous pen is an analogy that Guruji introduced about hukam. Hukam is almost like a story being told, being written. So we talked about this idea of pre-written destiny. You know, we talk about destinies is pre-written. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji says, Vuri means is being written. The story of the universe is being written at every moment. Eh likha likha jane koi. Who can write this story? Who else can write this story? So Guruji has introduced an idea four verses ago about a story being written and this is the story of hukam being written right now and akra here could mean the words of that story. Make sense? The words of that story being written. If we take that analogy and apply it to this it takes a completely different meaning so akri naam akri salah then means that you are writing and what you are writing becomes your naam everything that's being written is your your naam everything that's being written is your praise and this implies that what the creation is doing is not just simply existing but the very existence of creation is praise. The existence of the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets is the praise of the oneness. Akri Naam, the pen, as it is writing, Naam is being created out of that. Praise comes from that. So this unfolding story of hukam Constantly being written, that is Naam. But then it begs the question how can Hukam be Naam? In the beginning, when we think about Naam, everybody who practices Naam Simran, at the very beginning stages, all that we understand Naam Simran to be is mantar. That's what we think Naam is mantar jao. And today, if somebody was to ask what is the method in the Sikh tradition we would say Naam is the method, yeah? What is Sikhi? What does Sikhi teach? What is your meditation practice? We'll say Naam is our meditation practice and what we mean by that is Mantar Jap is our meditation practice. But Naam is far more than Mantar job When Gurbani says Naam is the method, we're not just talking about the name of God. In Jaap Sahib, Guru Gobind Singh Ji says that the divine is aname. So we are being told categorically that the divine doesn't have a name. Then how can Naam be our path? And to the person who doesn't delve into this question much deeper, Nam becomes a contradiction. We know that what we're talking about, this divine, doesn't have a name. But because we don't understand it, because we don't have a deep understanding of this concept, and because we know that we've been recommended Waheguru, a lot of Sikhs will tell you that Waheguru is the name of God. But Naam isn't the name of God. The words that you use when you recite your mantra isn't the name of God because the divine has no name. Naam is something far deeper than that. Naam is the experience of God. Naam is the awareness of God Naam is the outcome of your mantra. If mantra is the tool, if mantra is the technique, naam is the result. Naam is the outcome. Naam is being present. Naam is being aware of the presence of the Divine. This is what we mean when we say the outcome of mantra mantra is the technique the outcome the end result is that you feel you experience you actually become aware of the one your awareness is aligned with the awareness of the one you and the one become one that is nam so nam is the beginning the middle and the end of the technique. And mantra is one technique to get to nam. Let's use nam as the destination for now. If nam is the destination, mantra is one of the tools to get there. Hukam is another tool to get there. kudrat is another tool to get there. But Nam should be seen as the destination, not just as the tool itself. And all the different tools lead to the experience of Nam. And what do we mean by the experience of Nam? That right here, right now, you are aware you feel the presence within yourself the presence of yourself as you have been created when you feel your presence when you know your own experience of yourself then you'll know what the universe has created that is nam. so nam is an experience not just a method Here we're saying, Akri Naam. That which the story is writing becomes the substance of Naam. Naam itself is being written. Hukam is being written. So what we can say is, Hukam is Naam. Because as we all know, The technique, the practice within the Sikh tradition, within the Guru's tradition, is the practice of Naam. But in the very first question that Guru Nanak was asked, give sachiara hoiyeh, he answered that, hukam razay chalana, hukam is my practice. Walk on the path of hukam and you will know the Divine. So, This is something that really has to be understood. Hukam is Naam. Naam is Hukam. Naam is being one with Hukam. At every moment, you recognize the Divine Hukam. You don't see it as your doing. You don't see yourself being in control. You don't see situations in life being inflicted on you by other people. You always recognize this is hukam. And if you constantly recognize hukam, that is naam. If at every moment you're able to be aware, saying this is your hukam, this is your hukam, this is your hukam, then that becomes naam. That experience is your naam. And recognizing every moment as a moment of the one, as part of the divine story, that becomes your Simran. Reciting with your words isn't enough. Just saying a mantra again and again isn't enough. Letting it embed within you letting those words pierce through your mind. That is meditation, that is Simran. Simran is the end result, that awareness. Being present in the moment, every moment, and being aware of the natural order of things just the way the universe is, just being aware of it. That becomes a naam that doesn't have a name. And right at the beginning of the Mool Mantar, this is what Guru Nanak means by Sat Naam. Everything that is, is Naam. Akri Naam. If you know Hukam, if you know the akhar, if you see every moment, as that story being written, as the Akkar being written, you will know nam. Akri Naam, Akri Salah. That which is being written by the universe, that is what we can praise. That is what praise is. Without the universe having written this story, there would be nothing to praise. Akri Naam, Akri sala, akri gyan. You write the story of hukam, and within that we can see the gyan. Within your hukam is gyan, within your hukam is naam, within your hukam is praise. Akri gyan geet gonaga. Geet. And Gun, reside in your Naam, reside in your words, reside in your Hukam. Everything that we sing is your Hukam. We are singing of your Hukam. Gave taan, hove taan. We can sing about your strength if you give us the strength with your Hukam. We can sing of your gifts. We can sing your praises, your virtues. We can sing only if you write it into our story. If you give us the inclination to sing, then we can sing. Guru Ji says Aap japae, japae so Aap so har If you allow us to do your Jap then I can Jap your Naam If you allow me to sing only then I can sing your praises geet gunga. We've again heard these words being said in a similar way in the Sonia parties we said, Sonia Sara guna ke Ga. There, the words mean, Sara means an ocean or a pool. Sarovar, Sara. Sonia Sara guna ke Ga. You reside, Ga there means to reside in an ocean of virtues and here we're saying akri gyan geet gunga so within your hukam resides gyan songs and praise within your hukam and at some point you might think that this is just going far too deep the understanding is going beyond us so let's take a step back because if we don't understand it then the words become meaningless Akri Gyan. Your story. Let's replace the word Akri with Hukam, Hukumi. Yeah? Within your Hukam your Gyan exists. Everything that you create contains you. The Divine is in all of its creation. We don't have this concept of the divine being separate from creation. The divine is detached, but also in the creation itself. So within you, within you, you, me and everything else, within the birds, within the plants, within the trees, within the animals, Within the land, within the water, within the sky, that is God. That isn't what God has created, that is God itself. When you see a tree, you are seeing God. When you see an animal, you're seeing God. When you see the sky, the sun, the moon, the stars, you're seeing God, not just what God has created. When you see yourself, you're seeing God. But we don't see God. We don't see God in all these things. And the only thing that's missing is the Guru giving us the Gyan so that we can see God. When the Guru unlocks your vision, when the Guru opens your understanding, then you will see God in everything. Everything will remind you of God because everything is God. You will have that understanding. If everything reminds you of God, then the wisdom of God is in everything. The reminder is in everything. And that reminder is the wisdom of the Guru. That is the gyan of the Guru. The Guru gives you the wisdom so that you can see the wisdom everywhere. So that you're no longer then restricted that you have to come and read the Guru. You have to listen to the words of the Guru. Then you realize that the Guru is everywhere. But that little unlocking step has to happen. The Guru has to unlock that wisdom within us. And when you see God everywhere then your interaction with everything becomes His praises. Then you're no longer restricted to praying in the temple, praying in the church, praying in the mosque, praying in the Gurdwara, praying in the mandir. You're no longer waiting to go there because you see God everywhere. Every interaction is an interaction with God. Every interaction becomes your prayer. Because you can see the gyan, you've got the knowledge that you can see it, then everything becomes your song of praise. Akri gyan geet gunga. Akri likkarna bolarna And this sacred writing, this Writing of the continuous pen has allowed the writing of scriptures to be written. What are holy scriptures? What are religious texts? They are just the words written by people who have the jnana. Somebody saw the divine in everything and they wrote it down. That's what religious scriptures are. So first you have to have nam the experience then you praise then you see it everywhere then you can write it down then you can write about it then you can talk about it if you don't know about it you can't talk about it and how many Asankh people have written this story how many Asankh grants have been written But they all needed the gyan first. They all needed the naam first. They needed the wisdom first. Once they had a taste of that wisdom, then they were able to write it, then they were able to speak it, then they were able to write bani. Akri, likkan, bolan, bani. But only if that divine pen allows you to write it down. So that divine hukam. Within its hukam gave us understanding. And through that understanding that it gave us, it gave us the ability to write that understanding that we may share it with other people. See the complete lack of ego in this. There is no self because everything is being written by that divine pen. Your naam simran isn't yours, your praise isn't yours. Your geet Gunaga, that's not yours. Your wisdom isn't yours. It's all being written by that divine pen. Your words aren't yours. The things that you write, the things that you speak, they're not yours. Akra sir sanjog vakan. You write the destiny on our heads. With your words, you write them down. Vakan, you speak and we are followers. You command and we follow. Yours is the Sanjog. Yours are the words. It's on our head that you write those words. Akra sirs and vakan, From your words From your word is spoken our destiny You speak the destiny on all our heads So everything that happens Is based on you What you say What that divine writes Kita pasal Eko kavao. The whole pasara The whole expanse Happened with your one word And from that one word Tiste hoi lakadaryao Hundreds of thousands of rivers flow By that one word So all of this Is a description of onkar, That ik That was in its formless created form, created a sound from everything and that sound is still being made now. It is still writing its story now. It's still speaking its speech now. Akri bolan paan akhra sir sanjog Now we can continue. The divine writes everything but the one who is writing doesn't have anything written about him. Jin ehe likhe this is The one writing everyone's destinies, that ikonkar that is unfolding. No one is controlling that ikonkar. That ikonkar doesn't have a controller. That ikonkar doesn't have someone writing its story. It is the everything. It is the oneness. It is everything right now. Who can write its story? Jin elikhe, the one who is writing this continuous story. On his head there is nothing. This sir nahe. There is no writer for the one who writes the destinies of all. And the oneness is sada salamat, is constant. When we think about our destinies, what we're actually talking about is the changes in our life. We're constantly changing, our life is constantly swinging. From young to old, from happy to sad, from wanting to satisfied, Everything is like a pendulum. Even each moment, we're not still. There's an inhale and then there's an exhale. Never still. So our story is a story of change. And that's the story that's being written. But the one writing it doesn't change. The oneness doesn't change. The universe, it has created changes, but the oneness itself can never change. And we are always changing. Our life is always changing. Our circumstances are always changing. But the divine within you is not changing. There is a divine within you that is never changing. Jin The one writing has nothing being written about it. Who is there to write? As it speaks, so we obtain. As is spoken, As it commands, as it speaks, Like this and like this we obtain, we receive. That is what is placed in front of us. Hukam is placed on us, on creation. The the pen continues to write, the story continues to be told, and we're the characters of this play. We're just the actors of this story. We are just playing our part as the director directs us to. Jiv my, tiv What can we do? We can only do what we are being commanded to do. Jeta kita teta nao. Jeta kita. What is done? That is your name. Teta nao. Whatever you're doing that is your, na- your naam. Whatever the divine will is writing, that is the naam. Guru Nanak Dev Ji is repeating himself here. He says that by your creation is how we will know your naam. Always remember the divine has no naam. and yet we've given it a thousand names, a sankhnav. We've given countless names to the one that has no name. There is only one name. That is what is happening right now. At this very moment, what is happening, that is your naam. If we can remember that, we are remembering your name. The name that cannot be spoken, that which is right now, this moment is Nam. And that is what is Sat Nam. That which is is your name. Jeta Kita, that which you do, teta now, that is your name. Naave, and if we don't know this, we are nowhere. If we don't know that this is what Naam is, then nothing else supports us. We have no other place to go. That which is this very moment is your Naam. The hukum that is happening at this moment. Not at the last moment, not at the next moment, this moment. That hukam that is happening now, that is your nam, and without that, we have nothing. Vrna naave nahi tau. Without this moment, we have nothing. And in reality, except for this moment, nothing else exists. The past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. What does exist? Now. At this very moment, all that exists is now. And within an instant that now is gone and a new now has appeared. That is Nam. Nam is now. Now is your name. When life gets tough, where can you run? You can run away from your past, but you can't run away from now. We should have the courage to change anything that we feel is negative in our life. If there is negativity in our life, have the courage to change it. Improve your life. Get rid of the things that are bringing negativity to you. Negative people, negative circumstances. Have the courage to do that. Move away from that. But once you've done it, bring yourself back to the now. Once you've cleared that, don't keep running away from that. Some people are constantly running away from that. Some people are constantly living in the past, reliving the past. Some people have their heads in the future. Every moment chasing towards some dream but there is no past and there is no future there is now there is no other place except now even if the bad events in life have long gone some people are reliving that they're living in fear in fear of the past repeating itself in the future so they run away but wherever you go the now is there the now is always present now is your only home without now you have no home but how rare are the ones that see it how rare are the ones that know it be here now, because now is your naam. Be here, right here. This is nam. This moment is nam, if you can see it. So be in the moment of now and live it fully. Breathe in now. Love in now. Radiate in now. Because There is no other place except now. Now is the only thing you have. All that has been created exists now. Anything that has been created and been destroyed doesn't exist. This is the nature of now. Everything that is to be created doesn't exist. Kudrat exists now. And when you recognize that everything that has been created is now, in this moment, everything that has been created is your nam. then everything becomes your meditation. And then Guru Nanak says, Kudrat Kavan Kaha When I recognize Kudrat as this, when I recognize Kudrit as your Gyan, as your Nam, as your Simran, as your part, when the whole universe in this moment becomes your meditation, then even looking at a tiny snowflake is enough to take you into Samadhi. A small grain of sand contains the whole universe your own reflection, your own breathing. Every strand of hair on your body, every cell in your body becomes your meditation. Then Guru Nanak says, what can I say about this? Even for one moment, I can't even begin to sacrifice myself to this. What have you created? Look how much you've created and your naam is staring me in the face right now. When I see it, I'm in awe. I'm in euphoria. I'm in ecstasy. And all I can do is say, saipalikar. Whatever you're doing, that's pretty good. Whatever you do is amazing. Tu sada salamat nirankar You are forever You are unchanging, you are formless, and with your grace I can see it. With your grace I can taste it. With your grace I can breathe it. I can hear it. I can smell it. Waigrujika kalsa, waigrujiki fateh.